In this episode, we discuss Obsessed, the movie that tries to destroy Obama's post-racial America. Welcome to the Flop House. Uh, I'm Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalin, don't you know? So guys, I don't know about you guys, but I had a really exciting weekend last weekend. I uh, Oh, what happened? I, you know, I went up I went upstate to a sculpture garden. Oh, that sounds cool. And I bought some new shoes in an outlet mall. I oh, mean, nice. Was, you got a good deal on those? Yeah. Yeah, just really exciting. Stuart, I bet you did something exciting. I had a lot of sex. Mm. That's it's always great. fun, yeah. Right yeah, now. it was really good. I was like, I was like spent, like totally. Wow. Like, yeah, it was cra- like I had to stop and drink some Gatorade in the middle. That's memorable. Yeah, but Ellie, don't worry about it. I think the things are going to work out for you at some point. Yeah, I didn't have such a great weekend. Just, just out of curiosity, what, uh, what did you do last weekend? Uh, I, not a lot. Danielle and I were out of town, just mm-hmm. kind of visiting friends. I uh, won the 2009 Emmy for best writing for a comedy musical or variety program, and then and when, I finished the I finished Alan Moore's Voice of the Fire. Gonna, I think we're going to take you back. That's pretty good. To before um, the Alan Moore thing, just like step back a little bit. Oh, you've read Voice of the Fire already? No, no. I, we'll we'll talk about that later. But the thing before that, what were you saying? Well, we were out of town. We were visiting some friends. No, but later than uh, that, people we knew from college, Danielle's sister uh-huh. and her boyfriend. Who's, who's um, Danielle again? Uh, my fiance. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I thought you were just mispronouncing Dan's name. Mm-hmm. No, no, Dan had his own. Uh, Dan had a, quite a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Out, he got the shoes. But no, upstate? I think there was something upstate <laughs> in between. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, that you did that. I don't think like when I went, we were out of town, visited some friends, won an Emmy. Okay, finished there, the Alan Moore book. Now that's where I'm going to stop. Came you. back into town because I think. It seems to me that winning an Emmy, wait, what's an Emmy? Wait, would be considered uh, an a, Emmy. It, it's not an it's, Emmy. No, an Emmy. It's it's an award. It's the highest award in television. It's okay. it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, Higher than know. a daytime Emmy. Uh, well, <laughs> they're the same award, but Higher for than different arts different Emmy? levels of programming. Again, same award for different types of programming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mine mine happened to be a primetime Emmy, which means. Like, you know, we went on, Doogie Hauser was the host, and we went on stage, and I was on television, and there's a picture of me and Hollywood Reporter with my boss, and, you know, talked to the press a little bit. You know, these things happen. It's work, you know. Another well, day, another gonna, dollar. I guess I'm just going to throw out those <laughs> shoes, then. Yeah, wait. Shoes that I bought. No, those are good shoes. No, I want to hear about this story. No. So what, so no. what kind of, you said they were patent leather. What color are they, those shoes? So, Elliot, I know. insoles? I notice that you're wearing your Emmy around your neck. Uh, yeah, it's a little heavy. And Flava Flav style. Yeah. Well, is I, that is that is that the world she's holding up? It, well, I think it represents an atom with electrons going around because television is the harnessing of the electron to see images. I mean, it was designed in the in the late '40s, so you know it has those kinds of this kind so of. So she's art not deco like a weird styling. like Atlas Atlas figure. No, no, and she's kind of like an she's angel not, with lightning like bolt wings, giving and those are sharp. Watch out! Uh, holding the holding the atom out in the electron. It's it's a beautiful piece of work. Anyway, so these shoes. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <sighs> Probably wear them to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, next Elliot. year. 
Are there, are there... I mean, it's it's been kind of a humdrum summer for me. I got engaged, then a couple months later, I won an Emmy. Stuart, you said you were doing it a lot. Yeah, I had a lot of sex. I shot I shot an assault rifle. Got a tattoo. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, these shoes are just going lower and lower. On the... No, I mean, are those are they the ones you're wearing now? Those look nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw these out. <laughs> but anyway, we watched a movie tonight, guys. It was, oh not... yeah, right. Oh, oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> it's not. It's not all Emmys and fucking. No, it you isn't. Know, sometimes no. it's business. Yeah, yeah. And tonight the business was we watched Obsessed, or as I assume it was called in the, the script stage, White Girl Gonna Steal Your Man. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been, if it was that kind of movie with that kind of title, it would be a far better movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's... I think it was titled uh, Untitled Idris Elba Project. Like, it seems like that's all there is to it, though. Like, because, because the movie is so boilerplate, thriller, fail attraction, knockoff. The only thing about it is like the race baiting. Yeah, well, that, Wait, what? that it's black a black man and a black woman who are married, and a white woman tries to steal the black man. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much the whole plot, right? Yes, I've I've just told you the entire plot of the film. <laughs> and then and then she like there's a cat fight at the end, and, and there's a fight, and at the end, uh, the crazy white girl dies, and yeah, and she is no match physically. Yeah, for the wife, Beyonce. Who's let's played just, by? Let's re- just say it. Recording superstar Beyonce Knowles. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a woman. Famous singer Beyonce. She's had a yeah. very quick arc in uh, in movies from Pink Panther to the Academy Award nominated Dreamgirls to <laughs> Obsessed. <laughs> like it, it takes some actors years to have an arc like that. Yeah, you, you mean an ar- wait an arc that keeps going up? Uh, <laughs> it's it's not really an arc anymore. She's right? basically had the career of Peter O'Toole, the entire career condensed into, I guess, two years, three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will expand upon the story of this just a little more, and I really mean just a little more because it's basically what you would imagine. Idris Elba and Beyonce have what appears to be. You may know Idris Elba better as Stringer Bell from The Wire. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was... And he his, couldn't look happier to be in this movie. I thought it was the character he played in the hit film Prom Night. <laughs> where he also played Stringer Bell, right? Different parts. No, what, he wasn't even a detective in that? Wait, Stringer Bell's not a policeman on The Wire? Yeah, and Ziggy was misunderstood The Wire. I need to watch that again. <laughs> no, but uh, Idris Elba and Beyonce have the perfect life. They've, uh, yep, they've just bought a new house. Mm-hmm. He's got a high-powered job as an executive at a company that does something that is never quite explained. They share a small child. Yeah. <laughs> they share a small... Yeah, it's not like, it sounds like they ordered a large popcorn. <laughs> That's what they're, ch- they're doing with their child. There's a lot of child to go around. That's what child, child raising is, Elliot. But basically, share. They, have, they have the perfect life. Yeah, and set then, to modern R and B tunes at times, and at other times pop standards. Yeah, and until Allie Larder shows up as a temp. Uh oh, she shows up like five minutes into the movie, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but there was so much of you know them running through their new house and having sex in the attic, and uh, they had sex in this movie. <laughs> it's implied they didn't really oh, okay. they didn't show it, man. But yeah, Allie Larder shows up, and she has the hots. For Idris, mm-hmm. whose name in this is what? David Gregory? No, that's the, that's the NBC News guy. <laughs> Dexter Stevens. Andre Gregory. Andre. Uh, Andre Derek Previn. Charles. Derek, Derek Charles. Charles. Two first names. Two Don't first trust names, that yeah. fucking dude. No. Yeah. Uh, he plays Derek Charles. Uh, she is the temp, and she is quite a temptation to him. Oh. Except that she isn't. He's yes, ne- totally he is not. kind of 
vaguely attracted to her at first in a hypothetical way and that disappears yeah and that they like share a little instant message chat at one point. yeah it's more like they're friendly uh-huh. yeah and she mistake she being crazy mistakes that for love and she goes crazy and thinks they're having an affair but they're not and she yeah. goes to greater and greater heights to steal him away from beyonce his true lady love once she is rebuffed at one point she uh tries she to a rebuffed suicide star of transformers and uh then when she tries to commit suicide, Beyonce becomes aware of the non-affair that's been going Idris on. Idris Elba is afraid of telling Beyonce that this girl is coming on to him. Because so she's as, insanely jealous. And, well, she's insanely jealous, and because, as his friend Jerry O'Connell, who's a co-worker, tells him, she's going to assume the worst, so don't tell her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a lady. And so there's a big explosion. No, not well, a literal not, explosion. No, that would have made it what? a much more exciting film. <laughs> Wait, an explosion? No, there's an explosion of emotions. Let's oh, just an, an outburst. Let's just say, let's say a controlled detonation of explo- <laughs> of emotions. Yeah, the the emotions gently tumble to the floor. Uh, Ali Larder uh, attempts suicide. Beyonce finds out finally. Uh, she and Idris Elba. For the listener at home, that rumbling you heard was not an earthquake <laughs> that occurred during the podcast. It was Stuart pushing his chair back to go get a drink of water. I just wanted to clarify that's that. How, that's how horrible this movie was, is that Stuart is not drinking beer right now, but instead yeah. water in an attempt to sober himself up enough <laughs> to, never, to remember never to do mm-hmm. this again. What, do another podcast? Yeah, i got to steal up my courage because I'm going to tell you guys later. <laughs> uh, we have to have a talk. Okay. But anyway, they there's a – and this is when a police detective played by well, – who's it? Christ- Christine Lottie. Lottie. She comes in to investigate the suicide <laughs> yeah. and decides to investigate Idris Elba's supposed affair even though no crime has been committed. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Apparently, like when someone tries to commit suicide and they don't deny that they were the one that they com- were trying to commit suicide, that detective will just then hang out <laughs> and, just and sort of poke into people's personal lives. Get to, to the bottom of it. Eventually, yeah. it becomes clear Ellie Larder's crazy. I think she uh, was there unofficially, to be honest. I think it was more just like <laughs> just a hobby. Yeah, her hobby is checking in on suicides. Yeah, well, she's she moonlights. She's writing a book. On the side, yeah, you know, or called how to irritate thriller. people, like like a like a paperback <laughs> urban romance. Yes, the whole movie ends with uh, Ali Larder and Beyonce having a enormous cat fight through the house that ends with Ali Larder falling to her death and being crushed by a chandelier. The end. The Everyone's end. happy, <laughs> and it, it ends literally Freeze moments frame. after that happens. Yeah. Freeze frame, Freeze cut, frame. To, cut to Beyonce song. Freeze Beyonce. frame on Beyonce's face and half of Idris Elba's face <laughs> as they hug. Moments after she stumbles out of the house with her own blood or on on her face, and yeah. it's a wrap. Great work, people. Wrap party. We did it. Uh, and this is a terribly boring film. Yeah, no, it is I, a, I, there there probably was some really sexy seduction scenes, right? Not really, because most of the seduction scenes were just Ali Larder looking weird and Idris Elba shouting at her. <laughs> yes. Well, there was a seduction. It scene was for people who had a car. who had a skeleton and loud noises fetish. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was a sedu- yeah. She she appears. She gets into his car and is wearing a trench coat with lingerie under it yeah. it's the kind of lingerie she that like aggressively pops her trench coat open like not not like sexually like reveals she's just like it's like an explosion of, <laughs> of just like her like throwing her arms out and thrusting her pelvis forward and because but... and uh she is not the curviest woman and the lingerie they have her in is 
the most conservative lingerie I've ever like. Yeah, it's well, the kind it's, of lingerie it's, it's some, TV trailer quality lingerie yes. where they're like, we want to show some uh, seduction in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Better put on the granny panties. It's the kind of lingerie where, like, if you were at the Silver Dollar Saloon at Disney World, <laughs> and the, there's a joke that involves a woman's dress being pulled off, <laughs> that this is the underwear she would be wearing underneath right. it. Something that's family friendly. You know, I don't even think that the panties m- match the bra. That was the other thing. I'm not sure. They, they look like they came from two different sets. Like. I, costume coordinator was like, hey, here, you know, I have this from this. I mean, the fact this. that I the spent panty- a lot of time looking at panties and brassieres <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on women. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. We're, I mean, <laughs> well, like, like I'm like a like a homemade homemade girl that I made out of trash bags and hair no, clippings. Well, he's, he's saying, <laughs> no, of course not. It's not a real girl. What? Shop- <laughs> I think he's saying, as opposed to just shopping for lingerie. Yeah, just looking through catalogs. Yeah, well, just- I mean, shopping is kind of a strong word for it. I mainly just walk around and smell them in the department <laughs> store. But they, they didn't look like they were actually, like, a set. They, no, you know. it looked like she got them out of the mix and match barrels. And <laughs> marshals. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she, she went down did. to Ann Taylor, and she just was like, "Oh, this, this, these panties are on sale, and this bra is on sale. I'll go seduce Idris Elba." Maybe, maybe waiting in line at Century Twenty One to get get a hot deal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And later, she wears she wears the weirdest clothes. She wears a dress that like it's a tight red dress except for the back, where it's got two really loose straps, so it looks like she's wearing like fireman's pants without a shirt on underneath. It's very weird. Well, like like overalls, like overalls, or but like hip waders. There's something attractive about a woman wearing overalls with nothing underneath. There's nothing. There was nothing attractive about this dress. Okay, it's that hillbilly charm. Yeah, exactly. You're like this... I get the feeling that you're not attracted to Allie Larder. I she is very bony. Sure, and also made of bones. Yeah, I you know and I I feel like I find her the most attractive of the three of us. Mm-hmm. But even I feel like she's miscast in the role of a seductress because she just looks strained and pointy. I think you, you said know? she she should be playing the assistant to like a senator's assistant, or yeah, something like that. Like if, in a, in a role where she was required to be sort of uptight, she yeah. could be sexy because you'd be like, oh, she's gonna let her hair down, yeah, exactly. Or like, but or here, like, her hair's down from the beginning, or like, yeah. A, or like an ice witch who has to battle the Care Bears. <laughs> yes, that's another good role. <laughs> See, she'd be sexy in that role. <laughs> but it's also like his Beyonce is a, is you know one of the is a very well, curvy she's bo- sexy she's woman. Delicious. <laughs> she is. They had to invent a stupid word to describe how attractive she was. Yeah. So it's and Idris Elba has obviously has a type if he's married to Beyonce for, that it, that Allie Larder doesn't. And there's literally like Allie Larder literally has no chance. Like that's no yeah. There's no moment in this movie where Idris Elba's character is like. Well, you know, maybe. So he's dead set against it the yeah. entire time. So it's just yeah, I mean, the closest irritating. he gets to it is he allows her to get him drunk at the uh, Christmas party, which leads to them sort of uh, dancing a little sexy together, and that's the that's the provocatively he is willing. And to then go. he pulls back completely. Yeah, and then she assaults him in a men's room stall, which was really hot, right, guys? <laughs> Because yeah, there's hey, nothing. Doesn't she rape him at one point? Yeah, yeah there's let's nothing. Talk well, about that. the thing about there's a lot. There are a bunch of movies where people have sex in bathrooms. And I know this happens in real life too. Sure, but it always seems strange to me because it's like you know where I want to do it. 
the place where people pee and defecate. Well, That'd I mean, that's great. usually when I'm having sex in a bathroom, like, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. In a public <laughs> restroom, like, the floors, are, are, were... the, the floors are ones that I'd want to stand on while having sex. I thought you were going to say that's when usually when you're going to the bathroom, you're thinking about people having sex in that stall. Well, yeah, or there's somebody having sex in the stall next to me, and I'm like, keep it down over there. <laughs> I'm trying to take a poop. <laughs> Oops, there's another one. You crazy kids. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, I thought that you'd be putting a cup up to, up to the wall <laughs> to hear better. Idris Elba goes. It helps, it helps me poop. It helps me focus <laughs> on getting the little poops out. Idris Elba. This is the classiest podcast ever. <laughs> Idris Elba and his and his coworkers go on what he calls a retreat, but then it's clearly a sales conference. Yeah, it's not a retreat. They're hanging out, and oh no, Allie's there, and she puts a roofie or something in his drink. Yeah. And then is sneaks into his room while he's knocked – well, not even knocked out, but just kind of like woozy. Mm-hmm. And sure. it's implied rapes him, but on screen she just kind of runs her hands over his hands and very nice lightly and keeps him. saying yeah. like, does that Annoy feel nice? Lo- How does that feel? Is this good? Yeah, and then like, like a masseuse. Basically. Yeah, but like a very light masseuse. Oh, yeah. But it's like she doesn't – like even she is not that interested. It's in, like in that the, scene in 40 Days and 40 Nights where Josh Hartnett makes Shan Sossman reach climax by blowing flowers across her body. <laughs> <laughs> it's that sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And sometime we're going to force you to watch that movie which and is talk a, about it. Which is also a movie that features a dude getting raped by a chick mm-hmm. that is completely not addressed. Well, let's talk about that because even as it was going on, I said Idris Elba gets raped, it's implied, but then doesn't remember it in the morning because of the roofies. Doesn't even like seem like he thinks that he doesn't that even, might have happened. Yeah. So he's not traumatized or by guilt, it. Or doesn't feel guilty about yeah. it. Yeah. And so it doesn't serve that purpose in the plot. And then later on, when um, Beyonce thinks that he's sleeping with Allie Larder, there's no scene where the doctors, are after the suicide, are like, uh, we did find that she just had sex with this guy. We swabbed her out. Yeah. It's for, yours. For some reason. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't There's no reason. That. Yeah. It's just something that's uh, brought up to make you feel terrible and then drop. And it's strange because otherwise this movie is so intricately put together. Every little piece <laughs> has something to do with it. Like, when she attacks him in the, in the bath- bathroom stall... At the Christmas party, and he wants none of it. He leaves, and the song they're playing as he leaves, Wild Thing. She was a wild thing, wasn't she? There are a couple others they like that. T-Bone Burnett. Just to some do things the, that are very on the nose. The music. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're joking about how like the, it's intricately put together, but the thing is, like, yeah, you're, the movie is so obvious yes. that you wouldn't imagine that someone would just be thrown in for no reason. Especially something. That distasteful would be brought up <laughs> and then dropped in a movie where, like, I mean, she doesn't even no use one, it for like, like leverage or anything. Like, yeah. it's no. crazy. Well, she just does it for pleasure, and then who yeah. Knows? I mean, I think they were even considering not putting it in the movie, and they're like, ah, oh, but this is so sexy. We need uh-huh. this Heard... for all the guys out there who dream of getting roofied by Ali Larder and then lightly touched, <laughs> yeah, lightly caressed by Ali Larder. It's yeah. basically it's their version of the sex scene from uh, Don't Look Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, that's. Is that the scene with the, the the killer dwarf in it? No, that's not the oh, scene with the killer dwarf. Spoiler alert. He's Stewart. <laughs> Dude, if I if that makes one person not see that movie, I've fucking done my job. <laughs> I don't know. They'll miss out on Donald Sutherland just walking around naked <laughs> very casually. Very handsome man. Very mustachioed, very seventies hair. Oh, there's a lot of Donald Sutherland. Are you talking about like his body hair? Back then. Like, yeah, well he was the Harvey, animal house. He was the Harvey Keitel of his day. The butt shot, uh yeah. but that's for Sutherland. a joke. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a good joke. Yeah. I have to say. He was the Kevin Bacon of his day. Yeah. 
this movie, like, I don't think I've pretty sighed so much I mean, while like, watching a movie. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very boring-looking, boring, dull, obvious movie. But it's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, it is very... But we did not miss anything while watching it. I have to clue you in, uh, listeners. I admit that we talk throughout the movie, make make jokes. Uh, Wise cracks. joke em ups uh, we're walking uh, out and, I, and I take a bunch of notes in my notebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> I put on my reading glasses. Yeah, Stuart looks very closely. He does a scene by scene breakdown of the film, yeah, yeah. a beat sheet. This this is not a movie where we miss something. This is a movie that lays it all out on the table and then underlines it three times. This is a movie you can watch while asleep, <laughs> and you still have got everything. Yeah, that's I think that's the ideal way to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's so boring that it will put you into a deep REM sleep, a satisfying. Rem? R.E.M.? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like Rem Cool House. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Man, Beyonce is a total non-presence in this film. She spends most of the movie not in the movie. Until yeah. until, until it's asking in time. Yeah, until it's time for her to, you know, fuck shit up. Defend her man. And, yeah. and fight a lot. But she's so passive before. I guess she doesn't know what's going on, but she doesn't. She's a stay-at-home mom who is also studying for something job-related, maybe school thing. Be, to be a Taekwondo instructor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she's basically sitting at home and apparently calling her husband every 15 minutes on the phone. Because I've never seen a couple talk to each other on the phone as much as these two do. Like, from the start of the movie, I have to say, the movie does not put me in Beyonce's corner. Because... One of the first things in the movie is she learns that Idris Elba has a female assistant. Just and, a female temp filling in for his assistant. Yeah, and she's who like... Is a, who is a ridiculously caricatured gay man, by the way. But, <laughs> but she's like, oh, I thought he agreed on no female assistants. And well, I, the backstory like, is because she was his assistant. Even so, that is no, like... What kind of crazy, possessive woman is like, I'm sorry, you can't work with any women. You can't work with... 51% hey, of the world. Maybe you know there was, was like a really hot scene where like the first time they hooked up, he was like... I know, love assistants. Yeah, he's like, I, I always fuck my assistants. Yeah. You know what, what, you know what Dan? Like there's no trust in this relationship from yeah, the start. Yeah, but tell me this. If it's they had true. followed that rule, would anything bad have happened? No. Yes, you're right. And they didn't follow that rule, and what happened? Their house got yeah. wrecked. White girl uh-huh. tried to steal and her a man. White guy, and white girl tried to steal her man. And somebody died, right? Well, I don't. Ellie Larder died. Yeah, falling out of an attic. I mean, probably. <laughs> I guess she I might guess be alive. I guess it wasn't explicitly. I it mean, as you on, pointed out, that chandelier didn't look that heavy. Yeah, <laughs> and it missed her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, half on her. I mean, we'll wait until obsessed two before we make a final still decision. obsessed. <laughs> Obsessed too, the scent of a s- obsession. Obsessed her. Obsessed it's again. It's a comedy. Obsessed with him, but you were supposed to be obsessed with me. <laughs> so, who? Erica Christensen would be the Allie Larder character yep, in swim the swim fan. In the, yeah, she'd be. In the, she'd be in the sequel. She's a real swim fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's a word that they didn't make up for the movie. <laughs> Oh God! I don't even know how much there's to say about. Well, this movie. and Beyonce, where there's a funny, there's a fun, <laughs> funny thing with like the the end of the fight scene. Beyonce's wearing these very high heeled boots, and it's just fun, they're in an unfinished attic, and it's just kind of funny the lengths the movie goes to for suspense in showing her having trouble standing on the boards laid down yeah. in the attic with her boots on. There's yeah, there are basically three planks that you can walk on, and the rest of it is just insulation, and so Ali Larder's swinging a two-by-four at her, and Beyonce's backing up, backing up, getting closer to just going on this insulation in these four-inch heel boots, backing up, and then she gets to the edge, and she springs backwards, and like a cat, <laughs> both of her boots land on the planks on the side. And then just later, to... she's, Allie Larder is dangling from the attic on her hand, by her hands, 
and Beyonce grabs her hand to save her life because she's still a good person. Mm-hmm. And not a murderer. Yeah, and Allie, Lar- kill Allie Larder starts trying to pull her down with her, and you see shots of her boots like sliding across the attic. <laughs> floor as if she's being pulled forwards but each time you see beyonce she's at the exact same point in the hole that she was before so it's almost less like the she's being pulled through than that her legs are getting shorter (laughs) the entire fight or like almost like it's a cartoon joke where beyonce's arms are stretching so her legs are are pulling in it would have been a great like steven chow joke to throw in suddenly yeah yeah and for like a movie that i guess i guess is like supposed to be an erotic thriller it's it's like a very the, unerotic thriller the most skin is, is shown thrilling during the cat fight mm-hmm. oh yeah because yeah. ali larder is in uh an oversized jersey that edris elba wears but no pants on Check. and, has her and beyonce Check. has a lot of it shows a lot of cleavage yeah she's very cleavagey so and high heel but boots. like you Check. could show All this entire movie on television uncut yeah on network television at 7 p.m mm-hmm. preempt jeopardy throw this on <laughs> Anger everyone who wanted to see Jeopardy. When they yeah, when they when they cancel the Jay Leno show, they throw this on at ten, and they realize, well, you know, we could run this at eight. Every, cancel the Jay Leno show, like, huh? T- two and a half You're minutes already taking shots. In this. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I don't want them to cancel his show. Two and, right. and a half men, huh? I don't think it's going to lose another twelve million viewers in one week. Two and a half men <laughs> for Emmy Award winner John Cryer. Yeah, who won an Emmy this year? You're, you're, you're just the, as good as John Cryer. Yeah. yeah, I am as good as John Cryer and better than Bob Newhart, mm-hmm. who never won anything. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. And not as good as Susan Lucci, who I think has two. Ah. The same way that Alfred Hitchcock is a worse director than Kevin Costner. Well, yes, than Kevin Costner. I'm really struggling with this movie because it it is so straightforward. Yeah, it's really straightforward. There's not much to say about it. It's really boring. Jerry O'Connell's in it for some reason. Jerry O'Connell doing his best Michael Ian Black impression is in the movie, and it is, that's the thing, that was the saddest thing about the movie was a sign of how far Jerry O'Connell's career has gone down, that he's in this, he's, he's the friend of the main character in this movie. As opposed to being like the lead in like a movie like Tomcats, like yeah. you mentioned, Stuart. Like do, that's a do you that's think, a drop. Do you think like uh, you know a a, after a day of filming, Jerry O'Connell like be like, "Hey, Idris, you wanna you wanna go get a beer or something?" And he's like, uh, "I I got a lot of stuff to do, man. I'm gonna prepare <laughs> for tomorrow." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we could watch the first season DVD of Carpoolers. It just came out. I was in that show, Carpoolers. Watch Joe's apartment." I got the short and the full length feature. <laughs> Sliders, seasons one through whatever. <laughs> one, I think one through question. I think I, I have some. I think I have some VHS tapes from when I was guest hosting. Later, I think even fans of Sliders look at Sliders that way. <laughs> yeah, you know, seasons one through whatever. <laughs> like, I don't it's know how many seasons that. it ran. Yeah. They they were getting sillier and sillier and ways of changing the world in the different <laughs> episodes. This movie had a really really catty uh, gay. Man, yeah, in it, Bruce w- McGill was in it. Yeah, Bruce M- D Day. Yep, had a very small role. Uh, now we're just listing things. Yeah, that no, were true about this movie. Well, there's no, there's not much to say about the movie. Allie Larder has left her job, and sure. so Idris Elba goes, "Phew, I'm safe again." Yep. He and Beyonce go out to dinner, and cartoon uh, sweat 
flies off yeah. his head. It's New Year's. The New Year's Eve, they come home at uh, after midnight. His outlook on his computer, which he's left turned on all night, apparently, <laughs> and open, says he has one message. He checks it, and oh no, it's a New Year's card from Ali Larder that's a photo of her that opens multiple pop-up photos of her. Yeah, the same photo opens up in Over and over again. It says, windows. see you next year. And there's this great moment of, like, poorly thought-out suspense where Beyonce is taking off her earrings in the background <laughs> while Idris Elba is desperately trying to click closed all of the all of the windows at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they keep cutting between the things as if, like, oh, my God, he's running out of time before her earrings are off, but he's still got three windows to close. Well, you, you, yeah. got, you guys are probably a lot like me. You've probably, you know, gone out with your lady and then you're in, in your in your bedroom, your boudoir, and you're looking at some internet pornography. <laughs> Holy shit, whole bunch of pop-ups pop up. Yeah. And then when she's coming back out of the bathroom after having taken mm-hmm. a shit or something, you're trying to furiously click on all those X's. So to wait, close those so you came you came so home see that you're looking You came at home and she said, I'll be right about it. I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> and your first thought is I'm gonna have plenty of time to look at pornography. In bed. Yeah, yeah. In, in bed. <laughs> While you're in the bathroom. Yeah. This is an odd scenario. Okay, so yeah, so that's the thing is like the director's really playing on his audience's knowledge yeah. of irritating pop ups. He's <laughs> yeah. primarily male audience yep. for this film. The ones who came out to see Beyonce Knowles into a ogle Idris Elba. Wait, yeah, there's what? a lot there's a lot more Idris Elba skin than lady yeah. skin. He has to take his shirt off a bunch of times. It almost makes me think that we weren't the audience for this movie. I don't understand. That's strange, Elliot. We're uh, young professional males between the ages of 25 and 35. Seems like we would be the market for everything. I'm closer to the 25 end of that scale. Yeah. (sighs) Me too. Okay, so uh, this movie was great. Now let's do some. Uh, do we want to final judgments? Yeah, yeah let's, final let's judgments. Let's do the final judgments. Yeah, then we can talk about something else. So to refresh, is this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie that you actually kind of liked in some way? Elliot, go. I would call this a bad bad movie. It was very boring, and until the fight scene at the end, they're like there were little things here and there you could make fun of, but it was never a good bad movie, and it is certainly not a good movie. Uh, I'll have to agree with Elliot. This is a bad bad movie. Although there was one moment in the movie where they were talking about hamburgers, so I started thinking about how I'd like to eat a hamburger. And that was right not, now. yeah, that was the the high point of the film is when they briefly discuss whether the hamburger they're eating is good. Yeah. And the answer is yes, it's very. And it made good. me think of good hamburgers I've eaten. So yeah. I mean that part was cool. Yeah, if you want to think about good hamburgers, maybe watch that scene in the movie, or just think about good hamburgers. At that point, they're you almost do it without the movie. It's almost like yeah. they're trying to set her up as the as the ideal dream woman, like. Mm-hmm. She oh, she knows the, the kind of music he likes, and she's really sexy. Oh, and she eats hamburgers, too? What could go wrong? Yep. It's why I'm attracted to Wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also think it's smooth the way he never pays for his hamburgers. <laughs> yes. I think that also... Are you going to rock the boat? No, I'm going to agree. <laughs> this is a bad, bad movie. I think that the ending catfight is funny, but um, I would advise you to go on YouTube... Look it up, see if some kind soul has cut that part out, and you can just watch it on its and own. And if they have, that person should get the Nobel Prize <laughs> for peace, for saving people's time. And the rest of it can be thrown in the garbage. Sure. <laughs> so The celluloid garbage can. Just take the original reels, <laughs> that was, clip that part out, and throw the rest away. That was the sequel to the celluloid closet. It was the celluloid garbage can. <laughs> what about Oscar the Grouches <laughs> yeah. that were secretly hidden into movies? <laughs> yep. Or I guess Oscar's the Grouch would be the correct pluralizing of that. Yeah, it's like Attorney's Jim. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I have a couple of things here uh, from the. Are those letters? They're from the. It's part of the Flophouse mail. Letters. Bag. We no. get letters. Mm-hmm. This, we get lots this, and lots of letters. Is this oh, a movie yeah. mail? Letters. Bag First off, here um, someone submitted something for the contest. The contest. <laughs> We're running a contest? contest. I had forgotten about it. We mentioned once. <laughs> And then never mentioned again. Wait, what was the prize? Was it watch it f- watch flop a with the with flop us. houses? Yeah, okay. that sounds cool. Flop with the floppers contest. So it's still running, guys. Thank you for reminding us that this contest. <laughs> what exists. were the rules again? Do something. Um, do something to promote the show. Oh yeah. And then send us some proof that you've done something to promote the show, and then we will evaluate uh, who did the best thing to promote the show, and then they will get a you expenses paid trip. <laughs> To watch uh, a movie with to us. beautiful Brooklyn. We'll probably contribute um, food and drink. Yeah, Popeye's on me. That's, yeah. that's I'll, it. I'll, I'll provide beer, as long as you don't mind drinking high you, uh, you provide a sense of fun. You can sit in while we record. But um, anyway, this gentleman, uh, his name is Dash. Okay. He oh, went, he's one of the Incredibles. He hosts his own podcast, and he's put up a video where he teaches people how to make falafel... With tahini. So, if you've been wanting to, oh, I guess. if you've been wanting to learn how to make Middle Eastern street food, but we're waiting for a horrible pun to be involved. <laughs> wow, somehow. this is someone who put an yeah. effort into a contest. No, no, no it's, dick. I'm saying they went to the trouble of doing the video, and I'll post it on the site. Yeah, if you, yeah, I'm just, I, if you need your recipes, let's say to have something to do with a podcast, <laughs> then your prayers have been answered. Sure. Um, so to whatever you. God you're praying to. Thank you, Dash. Uh, I I enjoyed the video, and I'll put it's it. Probably Yab will on the three who are one. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think that we'll keep this contest open through the end of October, and then we'll make our choice. Shocktober. But, uh, yeah, it's true. Next, Stocktober. Next month will be Shocktober. So look forward to that. Guys. On Channel Eleven, <laughs> WPIX New York's movie station. <laughs> So, um, so if you wanted to see Nightmare on Elm Street three again, <laughs> Dream Warriors, but with the good scenes cut out. Okay, all the uh, the homoerotic ones you mean? No, that's <laughs> that's two. two. Oh. Wow. I mean, I don't know which one's the gay one. <laughs> exactly. So this one is from William, last name withheld. This uh, one family is always writing us. Yeah, he enjoys the show. Started listening at work earlier this year. Reminds him of the bad movie nights. His wife Michelle. And he used to have with his friend Pete. <laughs> you said <laughs> Michelle as if you knew her and missed her. <laughs> of course, Michelle. So you and William did stay together. Yeah, William. Dan's wiping away a tear. He could have had something beautiful. Kissing a, fo- a folded, faded photograph that he keeps in his wallet. Mm-hmm. A de- de- daguerreotype? Yeah, it's a daguerreotype, yeah. <laughs> he has a tintype a, print in his wallet. It's a, it's a stereo uh, stereo picture. What do you call those? A stereo, a stereo, uh, stereopticon? Well, stereopticon is what you look at him with. Okay, Stereoscopic nerds, so picture. Okay, well, anyway. He's putting it in the holders that he can see it in three dimensions, <laughs> then crying. He basically uh, enjoyed his own bad movie night, and he wanted to recommend a few older bad movies. Sure, for people to watch. Orgy of the Dead, Edward mm-hmm. movie, right? That's an, yeah, an Edward Edward movie. Uh, Michelle and her sister Tracy memorably shouted "ow, ow, ow" when a topless woman vigorously shook her breast from side to side during the orgy of the dead. So you might want to try that at home too. Mm-hmm. Andy Warhol's Dracula, he liked. Ugh, that's that's terrible. Maniac. The extras include an endless display of maniac trailers, all nearly exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And when time ran out, Pete was fascinated with the 70s disaster pictures, particularly the works of Irwin Allen. I couldn't stop laughing at the bridge scene. It runs on forever, even on Fast Forward. I haven't seen that one. I'm familiar with Irwin Allen's work, but I haven't so, seen that one. Yeah, those are some good 
older movie recommendations we don't usually uh we don't talk about older movies because they've often been picked over by the time we would get to them anyway and we want to have like a thin veneer of uh currency topicality podcast but uh this opens up a good topic which is are there any older bad movies that you would recommend as a good bad movie to watch yeah uh i totally want to watch uh because i was you know you know the the Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have heard of this, right? Familiar. It's on the internet. Yeah. So I was I was uh, I was browsing my flicks and <laughs> I noted kids call it. I noted that one of my favorite movies was has just recently been added to their catalog. Ah. A little movie called If Looks Could Kill, starring Richard. Oh, Rico. of course. How can we forget? So, but that was that's that's a tongue in cheek movie. I mean, it's it is. But a it comedy. is bad. Yeah, it's that's not true. good. It's not a good movie. All right. Okay, I'll take that. I mean, he mis he mispronounces bonjour and says boner. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, I changed okay. my mind. That's a good movie. Right. That should have won Best Picture. I think that. I mean, this. I is, think it did at the Kid Oscars. <laughs> the Oscars. Yeah. This is still sort of recent, but I I showed at a bad movie night before the Flophouse existed. Paparazzi, and I think that that's an excellent choice for a still fairly recent, Fuck uh, yeah. older bad movie. I mean, it's the sort of bad movie that only a, a celebrity would want to make. A movie about killer paparazzi terrorizing a poor celebrity. And it's a, it, 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 it exists in this weird world where, like, paparazzi all work together to bedevil celebrities rather than, you know, just being and, individual but, people out to sell photos. But the, <laughs> yeah. the paparazzi don't actually mm-hmm. kill anybody in that movie. They just injure somebody, and then they all get killed. Uh, yeah, I guess that was right. They all get killed by but, Bo Laramie, Dan. But uh, Tom Sizemore uh, does say that he wants to ruin the guy's life. Yeah. He wants to make it his mission to ruin his life. Bo Laramie, played by popular actor Cole Hauser. Yeah. You don't know which name sounds more fake, his real name or the character's name. <laughs> Uh, but I believe that's, that's the kind of world that paparazzi creates for you, the viewer, right? Yeah. I believe it was directed, or was it written, or was it written direct? I don't know. One of those by uh, Mel Gibson's hairdresser. So, there you go. Do hmm. you have anything that you uh, wanted to... I saw Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson was in work. my office today, actually. Really? They were shooting a scene for a movie Mel Gibson is making uh, in which he is a man who speaks through a beaver puppet. Mm. And uh, I think Jodie Foster is directing it. And they were shooting a scene where he's being interviewed by John. Wow. It was quite strange. You know, uh, Daily Show doesn't usually do that sort of thing, right? We've been doing it more and more. We did one for Evan Almighty, and we did one for uh, the great Buck Howard. We did one recently for something Matt Damon's in. John is becoming Jay Leno, I guess. There was a time when you could not see a movie where that didn't have, like, a scene where Jay Leno does a joke about what's going on in the movie. Yeah. No, not Good Will Hunting. Two. Not Good Will Hunting, too, either. Better Will Hunting. (laughs) Followed by Best Will Hunting. The one called Good Will Bunting, which turns out he's also a baseball prodigy. (laughs) Yeah. Either that or, like, a weird banner. (laughs) Yeah. Good Will Swaddling about the nativity. Sure. Yeah. I think I'll recommend... uh, there's a two-movie cycle, Mandroid and Invisible, The Chronicles of Jack Knight, I think it's called. It might be Kyle Knight. They tell the story of a group of scientists on the run from a villain. In the first one, they have a robot body that can be controlled when you wear a special helmet, and an evil scientist wants it. And in, one of the characters turns invisible, which is a lead-in to the second movie, Invisible, where he actually isn't in it that much, as you'd think, since the movie is called Invisible. But it is a very funny, bad two-part movie. And uh, you know what? I'll also throw Nuki in. How about that? Hey, can I throw something else in there? Sure. I want to recommend The Invisible Maniac. 
about oh, yeah. about a high school teacher who turns himself invisible just to uh, you know spy on and potentially rape women. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's at like one a better point, version of, of the Hollow Man. And then at one point, he chokes a student to death with a submarine sandwich. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> it's good. A, it's a good movie. All right, he uh, does that, but does it have a talking monkey in it? Because Nuki does. Uh, the invisible maniac jumps on somebody's head and smushes it. Mm. <laughs> just smushes it? Yeah, the, the person's head smushes, like it splatters. <laughs> wow. Apparently, when you become invisible, you also become ridiculously dense. Interesting. <laughs> and then, when, Oh, and then when you become visible again, uh, if you die, you become visible again in the mythos of the invisible maniac. That doesn't make it. Oh, well, that's what happens in the regular The Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would recommend uh, Slow Bullet, except it is unenjoyable. That is the the Necronomicon of bad movies. You will go crazy if you watch it? it. I could recommend more bad ones. I'm starting to think of the movies they used to play on USA Up All Night now. Not Bar- the bi- Barbarian Queen. Not the bikini ones. Maybe we should. Oh, those are like the great bikini off-road adventure? <laughs> that, I don't, that, that was, like, I think, too new a movie to show on Up All Night. Should we just stick to uh, these bad <laughs> movies bikini. and their recommendations for the <laughs> week? The great bikini off-road adventure implies there's an, an, an adventure in the film. Yeah, it's a great movie. Which there is, of course, none of. Yeah, but there's you know there's bikinis and there's topless chicks. That's true, and, and they do go off. There's like a, quite there's a, a wise there's some wise Native American dudes. <laughs> that is the trope of there's one woman and it keeps losing her top, and then the wise Native American re- collects them and returns them. Yeah, Willie Tallsall. <laughs> That's the character's name. I forgot that was his name. <laughs> Isn't there like a bikini traffic school? Pro- yes, I think I've never seen it, but I, at one I point I saw that one. I don't understand. I really that was one I didn't get because. It seemed like a traffic school in the sense that it was related somehow to city government. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a private organization, but it still had that plot where uh, land developers <laughs> wanted to take it over and they had to turn it into a bikini organization to save it. And I'm there like, was a t- this, is not, this is not a profit business doing a traffic school. You guys remember the great – it was like the stand-up comedy boom of the 80s, the mm-hmm. bikini business boom when there were just bikini businesses springing up all over the country. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Bikini car washes, bikini bistros, bikini hotels, bikini airlines. Yeah. And th- there was also that boom in evil land developers. <laughs> Around the same time. Yeah, who were yeah. always trying to, like, shut mom-and-pop organizations or down. Or community centers. Yeah, sure. for some reason, the economy at that point just favored bikinis and evil land developers. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, despite, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, an adult. But still, if, like, one of those bikini movies comes on, like, I'll look around and actually kind of feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents might walk in and catch me. Yeah. And I've, I've seen actual pornography. Like, right. <laughs> and you You're don't ever man. feel – you don't care if your parents walk in and see you watching that. No, because, I mean, most of it's pornography featuring, like, dead bodies and stuff. So it's not <laughs> like it's real pornography. Even as a grown adult, uh, I also prefer – Such a crazy like, thing to say. <laughs> prefer like the silly um tna comedies to like other forms of like bad uh soft core no well, there's a there's a lightness to it because yeah but. well i mean as someone who grew up you know staying up secretly to watch whatever uh you, you know like pornography so many... yeah whatever <laughs> it so... wasn't charlie rose he was staying up to see <laughs> so... Someone who stayed up to see uh, live at the Apollo. Sometimes they... I did stay up to see Charlie <laughs> Rose, but so many of the like softcore erotic thrillers are about a guy out there who's killing strippers. Yeah, and that's not so and fun. It's, that's like unsexy on two levels. Number one, like you know, strippers. It's fine. Like it's good. I'm still seeing someone who's naked, but 
it's like the least sexy version of of that because you're like, okay, well, I'm watching a movie about someone whose job is to take their clothes off. It's not like I'm seeing characters who I wouldn't normally see naked. Like, it's like, okay, these yeah. are characters who, this is their job to be naked, and then they get killed. Like, that doesn't add any, I don't... There's so you're only- saying you wouldn't be turned on by a movie about naked cave women. <laughs> right, because that's kind of their it's job. No, it's naked, not their right? job to be naked. I mean, they, they don't really a, have a job. No, like they, they don't like put on like take a briefcase. There's a difference between unhappily being paid to take your clothes off and not yet having you know knowledge of clothes. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that like <laughs> I'm saying if there was a movie about Adam and Eve, okay. where Adam and Eve were naked, not Adam and Steve, and then Adam. Well, that would be Eve, the movie, The Loss of Sexual would be Innocence. Sexy on on multiple levels. Well, it doesn't. It's not even the true story. Yeah. Cain kills Abel. You make Abel a hot girl, maybe a stripper. Okay. Done. You got your movie. Okay. And you call it a uh, Garden Genesis. of Genesis. Garden, Garden of Killin. Genesis. Garden of Genesis. Killin. Garden of Killing Corn Chips. Part 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 one: The Rise of Killing. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Enter the Killing in. <laughs> That's how boring the movie was today. That we had plenty of time to talk about. Old softcore pornography of the type mom used to make. Sure. So, yeah, are we anything else we have to do? Oh, I was going to say, I think that we should just make those bad movie recommendations our recommendations, particularly totally. because I haven't had time to watch yeah, I had a uh, movie anything at, good. I had a movie time. to recommend, that I, but I didn't love it. It just kind of like yeah. was the best of the ones I had seen lately. I saw a screening of The Informant, and I liked it a, a good deal, but I uh, feel like anyone needs my encouragement to go see a, a wide-release film starring Matt Damon. Like, it's yeah, not you like sold out, Dan. Gym. If you mind me promoting my next film screening coming up the first wednesday in october october 7th i'll be showing the old dark house at a uh, 92y tribeca in manhattan 200 hudson street come on by wednesday october 7th eight o'clock the old dark house i'm going to talk about it james whale's masterpiece the movie he made between frankenstein and Bride frankenstein it's really funny and it's really creepy if you want to see emmy winning uh, writer elliot Kalen present a movie that's your chance, guys. This is your first of many chances. It's weird. You would think that this podcast would get better the worse the movie is that we watched. There's a but breaking point. it saps point. us of energy so much. I feel like our best podcasts have been movies that we kind of enjoyed. Yeah, like yeah. Brett. That's uh-huh. the thing. Every it's it's like I can't like can't imagine that it, I know it happened that we watched and we were like, "Ah, that was even that well that was a shitty movie. That was fun to watch." Like mm-hmm. it my mind is like, "Certainly that wasn't the case, but I know it happened." <laughs> Bratz is still still our gold standard. Okay, so Hollywood, you got a you've got a job to do, right? <laughs> watch the watch the Bratz movie and learn your lesson. Yep. Make every film like that. Next Beyonce uh, vehicle, Bratz two, Bootylicious, like, like all grown gr- up. Yeah, all grown up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd all be right. like it would begin and say five years later. <laughs> the, the opening of the film would be a title card that says five years later. Yeah, yeah in the in those five years, the four brats have merged into one entity. <laughs> like a super Beyonce. brat? <laughs> oh, man. He called super brats. There you go. Well, okay. let's sign off, guys. I've been Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart Wellington. I am uh, Emmy Award winning writer Elliot Kalen. Good night. I guess I'm kind of a I'm a kind of a, I have a fetish for women with no clothes on. Yeah, I kind of like clothes. Cause I like a few clothes. I like taking them off. I like well, certainly in a, in a perfect world. My in underpants. A perfect world. Yeah, in the film, certainly in the film, a more perfect world. Or just a perfect world, right? I think you're thinking in order to form a more perfect union. Yeah, perfect, yeah, that's perfect. What I'm perfect world. That's the one where uh, Clint Eastwood and Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner plays like a retarded guy or something. No, he's a he's a criminal. On the run, who shows a Jehovah's Witness kid his only taste of fun. Yeah, time of his life. It's actually a very underrated movie, I find.